Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. Boy, do we have a, just an on fire scorching pre roll that right? if you tune in live, youtube.com slash Mind Gap Podcast, you can check out the pre roll shit that we do. What? And boy, that was good. We were talking about Mountain Dew Ramen, we're talking mm. of Would You Rather. Mm. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. It's yeah. that saucy stuff. That saucy, saucy, saucy stuff. Yeah. Um, it was hot. It was hot. hot. And, and before we do anything else, I think it's really important to take a moment to celebrate. Justin, do you have some celebrate like sound bites or anything like that? I think the uh, most. Uh, maybe. The Let's most see. I've got is um, what we got here. You know what? That works. We just hit 300 subs on YouTube. What? Yeah. <laughs> Over 300, I might say. At Absolutely. the time of this recording, we're at 310, and that's all thanks to all y'all, all y'all hitting that subscribe button. Thank you so, so much. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. We appreciate it's you. We truth. love you. Thank you for uh, hitting the likes, hitting the subs. It means the world to us, and most of all, it costs you nothing, and it, we, it's gotten us over our own little milestone of 300, and now we're on our way to the next one, which is 400, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you all. We appreciate you. Um, it's been a lot of fun sort of putting our eggs in the YouTube basket and, uh, seeing some growth over, over, over the time, over our X Mountain Dew marinated eggs. Yeah. Over those Mountain Dew marinated eggs that yeah. boy supposedly taste good when you're low on income in this economy, you can make them instead of water. See, that doesn't make sense. Instead of water, you add Mountain Dew. But apparently it's, it's like a gamer thing and it's supposedly tastes, it tastes good. And I just tell you, get gamers to eat eggs. <laughs> protein. Yes. Yeah. I guess. Soak the protein in Mountain Dew. Now you're good to go. Oh, good you're Lord. welcome. Good Lord. But seriously, thank you guys for, for helping us get to the 300. Thank you for helping us get. We're already on our way to the 400. We're 10. We're 10. We, we are 10% 10 of the way. Right? To 400. <laughs> I wasn't going to convert it because I don't do that, but we're 10 less than what we needed before. That's right. So to 400. That's the go. easier way to see it. I Absolutely. guess that's one way I to do it. Challenge. It sounds like how I'm trying to talk Natalie through word problems with her math. It's like <laughs> this penguin <laughs> is this tall. This penguin is this tall. What's the, you know, it's like, I, it's like, what's the difference? I'm like, are we adding or subtract? She's like adding. I'm like, mm, it's because that's how much I taller. Like, I like that. She says it with confidence. It's like, I'm like, how much taller? She's like, yeah, how much taller? It means we're adding. I'm how like, much? no, it needs to know yeah. the difference. It's asking for the difference. And it's always a struggle. <laughs> I always feel like every time I do math homework with her, I'm like, I don't know if I'm breaking you or not. Like, I don't know how to explain this to you. I'd like to think that every time you're doing math homework from now on, anytime you do math homework with her, just imagine that this is what it was like to do math homework with me. Fair enough. So, I just That's don't know. Got to be some comfort. I look at this and what I again. I've said this before. I said it again. I try to impart on her that there's more than one way to solve the problem, and what matters is not getting the answer. It's how you solve the problem. Like that's what matters. If you can figure out a way mm-hmm. to solve the problem, that is the victory. 
Right. Because she'll just start guessing. I'm like, stop fucking guessing. Quit it. <laughs> Quit guessing. Yeah. So now she's like, so oh. say it. I'm like, how did you get that? Explain yeah. that to me. That's how I'm turning it around on her now. I'm like, explain how you got that. Instead of getting a yes or no, I'm like, explain how you got that. Right. There's only one way to do anything. The right way. No other options, says Noah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right, sir. Um, yeah. So it's been, I, I delivered some Girl Scout cookies to our neighbor who's a math teacher. And I told her how, what I'm trying to do. She goes, you're doing a great job. She goes, maybe you should come try to teach my sixth graders. I'm like, you're not going to like the grades they get after they have me. <laughs> I'll tell you that much, but all the word problems turn into uh, video game based word problems. Mm-hmm. Mario has four coins. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's worked us into her word problems. She's like, she's had Natalie like has- Natalie and Loki and stuff like that. She puts, uh, she puts it. us into the, their word problems, which I think is really cool. I also Very. told her cause she's the one that bought me guess in 10. I go, I need you to know that this has become a regular, regular segment on the podcast. She was very pleased to hear that. So beautiful. I love it. Spoiler alert gang. We're doing that again. So yeah. get ready. Doug, Doug's got some, Doug's got a doozy coming his way. I can hand it over to Jill. I'm like, give me what you got. So yeah. we'll see. So we'll see what happens. I tell her not to thumb through it. I tell her just to draw. So hopefully that's what she did. I trust her. Do you, think, you know, do you trust her? Okay. I do. I, I trust don't her. I don't, Especially I don't today. She, she was in no mood to be playful. So I'm sure she just drew, took the picture and then was like, yeah, it's done. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I said it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I get no other context outside of just the picture. So, and I, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't want to know the method of the madness. Like, I'm, I, maybe it's random. Maybe it's depending on how she feels about you that day. I don't know. We'll see. Well, she fucking loves me, so you know it's always got to be the best. I assume. Sure. I make her dinner every night, so that's got to count for something. That does count for something. Something. Whether or not it counts in this game, that's to be seen. Questions to be answered at another time. Right. Um, yep. But real quick, gang, if you are enjoying us, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, watch, watch us grow. You know, help us help us become the monsters we were meant to be. All right. Right. You, you could help us do that. And watch our uh, show grow. Watch our show grow. It sounds like an OnlyFans sort of title. Yes. Watch our show grow. Um, we appreciate seriously all the all the viewership and stuff like that. It's, it's been awesome. So thank you very much. Like I said before, you can tune in live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. That's when we do the podcast live stream. If you're here now, great. Uh, if you are unaware or have been able to make it yet, stop by sometime. Hang out with us. Chat with us. Be like Liz Psycho and at Noah Reno and come hang out with us. It's always good to have your insight during the show. And I also host a video game live stream on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, didn't do one last weekend. I, I had a, a last minute uh, a schedule conflict with, uh, um, you know, with Jill was actually going to go hang out with some people. And I was like, good, go and do that. And instead of saying, Nat, just go watch TV for two hours while I scream at my computer doing shit. I was like, how about you and I hang out and have a good time? And that's what we did. So um, nice. we decided to do What'd that. What did you end up doing? Uh, we, I baked a blueberry cobbler, which was fantastic. Um, looked legit with some homemade vanilla ice cream, which I know you're like, Ooh, vanilla, this vanilla will rock your balls. Dude. Again, I don't know if it's just me getting older and crankier, but vanilla ice cream is not to be trifled with. I, a good vanilla ice cream. It's all right. It's all right uh, by it's, me. Cause you know, if you get your standard vanilla out of the freezer section in your grocery, it's going to be pretty boring. It is, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, but you get yourself a good custard or a, like with the shit that I make, 
even Jill, who who's just like vanilla, get out of here. Like she she's like, yeah. this is some damn good vanilla ice cream. I'm like, yes, it is. It's really do you good. have an ice cream machine, I an do. ice cream maker, or do you make it? Some I have other- ice cream machine. You have ice cream machines. Yeah, but plural. Multiple. <laughs> I've got many. Yes. Yeah. Doug has zero counter space left Mm-mm. because they're all taken up with ice cream machines. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's 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 very good and it's very dangerous. And honestly, I just used the recipe from the booklet that came with the machine. And I've made some phenomenal concoctions. I made some s'mores ice cream. The chocolate ice cream is solid. I've added some peanut butter, you know, Reese's pieces, Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups into it and stuff like that. Like it's been delightful. I found a peppermint ice cream recipe. I've made strawberry ice cream. Like it has nice. been life has been good in the ice cream department. <laughs> That's something I want to I because uh, Bob, who's been on here before, has an ice cream machine. And, and when he was when he first got it, he was doing the same kind of thing where he was. He was doing coffee flavored, and he was doing you know all sorts of different Oreo and cookies, all the oh, all the good Oreo shit. as well. And uh, and I I figured once we got the house, I was like, I I think we might need to get an ice cream machine. Now I want to see if there's any if there's a different way to make it without needing to buy another piece of. Uh, oh, there is. You it it's it sick. requires a lot of elbow grease, and you can okay. do it, but it's very possible. I might make that once. And then see how I feel afterwards. Yeah. If you do buy one, I recommend buying one with a compressor because there are ones that are cheaper, but basically you can make one batch and then you have to put the container in the freezer for 24 hours before you can do it again so it can chill up. The compressor is more expensive, but boy, that shit churns and freezes like you wouldn't believe. It is. So when it's done, you're ready to just dig in and go. Yeah, it usually comes out as pretty soft serve, which is fine sure. if you're into that. Or it, I like to let it sit overnight, get a tighten up a little bit. So, you know, it's got some, yeah. you know, good stuff to it. But man, uh, I've made some phenomenal ice cream. And it has been a blessing and a curse knowing that I've got that. It's, cause it's funny because I, I talked to, it was uh, one of Natalie's friend's dads. He's like, I mean, the amount of time you can make it, you just go out and buy the ice cream. I'm like, yeah, but... It, not the it's, point, man. It depends because what kind of ice cream are you getting? Are you getting that right. freezer burn bullshit? You know, I mean, some of that stuff is fine. It tastes good. But I'm like, you know, when I've made this, when they say you make it, it tastes better. When it comes to this shit, I'm like, I agree. Like this right. fresh ice cream, oh, dude. Well, also, you can adjust the ratios of everything you're putting in. Like if you want it like unbelievably strawberry you can do that if you want to pull back and just make it a a hint just a hint of strawberry you can do that too if you want to do some sort of crazy fucking concoction that ben and jerry's hasn't dreamed up yet you can do that too right i would also say that there's it's not about does it to me at least it's it's not always about does it taste better there's just something to be said about the experience the process right of of making and some people aren't down for that some people just like look I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get it over with. I don't, I don't want to waste time doing this. But I think for you and me, there's, and and a lot of people, Noah's another one, Slotty's another one. It's the process of going through creating this thing. That's that's where the satisfaction comes from. Yeah. And I, you know, me 10 years ago, I would have been like scoffing at the idea of mixing this, waiting a minimum of two hours, then putting it in a machine right. and having it run for 50 to 60 minutes to then have ice cream. But now I'm like, it's easy. It's incredibly yeah. easy. I whipped up that vanilla ice cream, 
you know, after my workout, mixed it all together, set it in the fridge for two hours, came back down after a break from work, threw it in the machine, walked away for 50 minutes, came back, took it out. Like, right. No big deal. It's really no easy deal. to do that. Super fucking easy to do that stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The idea of also, like, I think the idea of smoking meats and stuff was, oh, but that takes all day. I'm like, yeah. And you don't have to do anything. You right. throw it on the you fucking smoker and you track it, yeah. the temp and then you're done. And yeah. then you let it rest for an hour. Then you fucking eat. You know, if I was starving, I wouldn't choose that as the route to go. <laughs> but the right. idea of like, oh, I'll throw this on the smoker at seven in the morning. And then, you know, by lunchtime, maybe a little bit after I'll have myself right. some pulled pork. I'll be ready to go. If you've got guests coming over at five o'clock and it's three o'clock and you haven't started yet, probably not the way to go. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right. Liz oh. is back with her pineapple pizza. Hoorah. Welcome back. Here we go. So glad you're back with that stuff. So I spent some time. I made some blueberry cobbler with some yes. fresh ice cream. Turns out Nally didn't like it. She took a couple bites. First bite, she's like, this is great. And then it tapered off real fast. And she's like, I, I think like there's the too many blueberries. The, the cobbler. Okay. The cobbler. And then I was like, Jill, you got to try this. She goes, yeah, I'm not that into blueberries. So I'm like, well, it's uh -oh. now incumbent upon me to eat this entire baking dish of cobbler oh, over no. the weekend and i did that no problem oh what a what a guy i mean you make the sacrifices doug it's you make it delicious man i'm not wasting that there's no way no way am i wasting that it's delicious yeah. so good um and then we also watched a bunch of my hero academia which was fun okay and at mm -hmm. seth's suggestion i had natalie play one of my favorite computer games which was civilization six and i was like this game it's pretty complex. Uh, it's like a turn-based game where you choose the leader of your like historical, you know, leader like Cleopatra, and you start okay. your civilization and you try to basically, you know, evolve through the different ages and and try to win. And I'm like, there's no way Natalie's going to enjoy this. This is so complicated. She's watched yeah. me play it. I'm like, she doesn't understand it. And and Seth swore to me. He goes, listen, with my oldest daughter, he goes, I got her started around the same time Natalie did, and he goes, and she loved it. And I'm like, really whatever and i go hey do you want to do this and she's like yeah i'm like all right cool so i sat down I'm like listen there's a shitload of people to choose from she found cleopatra she's like i want to be her i'm like cool and then she's just in it like i i, I basically coach her you know i put it on the easiest difficulty and i say yeah. okay you know here's what here's the options you pick i try to coach her and she's been playing it over multiple days and this is a game That's that can right. take several hours to play and and, and beat you know, for, for each thing. And she, uh, you can make wonders in the game and the pyramids is a really good wonder to make. And she was building it. And like, she had two turns left to go and someone else built it. And she was like, ah, oh, who stole that from me? And at one point I told her, I was like, oh, you'll just, she saw me playing my own game. And I go, I found someone else who, who, who made the pyramids. And I just basically, uh, attacked him and took over the city. And now I own the pyramids. And she goes, maybe I could do that in my game. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have to find who built it though. Cause there's like four of the civilizations. And the next time she played, she's like, dad, I found out who has it. And it was the Indonesian computer player right next door. Really? And I go, how bad do you want those pyramids? <laughs> I go, do you want to go to war? And she goes, I don't know. I kind of want her to like me. I'm like, but do you want those pyramids? She goes, yeah. I'm like, well, you gotta go to war with her. She's like, okay, let's do it. And she went to war, took two of the cities, took the pyramids, and she's doing well. Basically whooping this uh, other a, civilization's what, butt. So, What a great lesson to teach our children. 
If you want something, to, go to war to, and take it. Exactly. Yeah. Let's uh, violence is the only answer. If you want yeah. something, do you want to be their friend? Okay. Do you want the thing? Then fuck your friend. Then you're going to have to destroy your friend. You're, you're going to have to kill your friend. Yeah. It's a weird type of diplomacy. I know, but that's what we got to do. So, uh, yeah, we had a really good time. And then Saturday, we're we're continuing our journey on the Marvel Cinematic Universe from, you know, beginning to end re- based on release dates. And we finished uh, Captain America, the first Avenger and the first Avengers movie. Very nice. So All right. You're about through phase one. Heading into phase two. And exciting. So we got Iron Man 3, which I haven't watched in a really long time. And not going to lie, not super excited about watching it. So Iron Man 2 was in phase one. Yep. Interesting. Okay. It, go, yeah. it went Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, oh, First right. Avenger, and then Avengers. They back to back them. That's yep. right. So <clears throat> Iron yeah. Man 3, which I just, it's that movie's just not for me. You you but, have a bad taste in your mouth with that movie. And I was like, I'll okay, be well, curious to see if it's, if it's as bad if you're like, yeah, it's enjoyable now. Yeah, we'll see. With all the other stuff that's come out. Well, as much as people love that movie, I think it's one of the most forgettable ones, personally. Is is that one a pretty uh, beloved movie in the MCU? I mean, it was. It got extremely high critic ratings. I know a lot of people liked it. Um, that one did do it for me. The The yeah. twist in it that Shane Black made with it, I just I feel like it completely deflated. Yeah. Everything. It's, it felt like a lie. Like he yeah. lied to me and I didn't appreciate it. Um, I will say that was a very disappointing that that I, I remember being disappointed in that twist. I remember you and I talking about it and being like, what? Now they made the here? most of it. You know, they had that great, you know, uh, one shot, the, uh, um, you know, all hell right. King. And then obviously with um, uh, Shang-Chi, they worked the character into that one as well, which was great. So they continued the journey, which was excellent. Uh, I did appreciate that, but that movie itself, I was like, mm, forgettable. And then, you yeah. know, also in phase two, we've got Thor Dark World, which. Hey, my I favorite. Like, I like that one. Um, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you've got Winter Soldier, one of the best. you got Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. So it's good. It's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. So looking yeah. forward to getting through all those. And Allie's like, so when's the next movie night? Like she's already excited for when we do I it. I love it. I and, love that. Uh, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna have time. Don't worry. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna watch this shit." So, we're gonna are you watching it as a family or just you and Nat? As a family. Okay. So, which is good because some of these I haven't seen in so long that it's nice to kind of get a refresher on. Yeah. Because, like, I think I've said this before. Like, I I could put myself in the theater when I was watching this for the first time. Like, I right. remember exactly what it was like to watch this stuff and the feelings I was feeling and. Yeah seeing the end credit sequences and be like, oh, you know, like just getting so pumped. The anticipation for the end credit sequences in phase one, or sorry, phase uh, in the Infinity Saga, the anticipation for the end credit sequences, specifically in phase one and two, I feel like even more so than the rest, were you you almost wanted the movie, you couldn't wait for the movie to end, you know, just to get to that. I remember sitting like just... I have to pee, but I'm not fucking moving from this seat until the lights come up in the theater because I'm not going to miss. Some of them had three. Mm-hmm. They would have like a, a very brief, like two or three, uh, uh, you know, uh, titles come up and then they would have the first one midway through and then an after credit sequence. Uh, you didn't want to miss anything. It was yeah. so fucking exciting. 
a lot of times they'd have like the um um kind of like the the main important serious one and then they'd have like a silly one you know right to go along with it which was which is always interesting so and i i've forgotten some of the end credit sequences so i it's it's kind of like oh what was this it's kind of nice yeah. to go back and revisit well, it's nice some of too it. because you can skip uh apple plus uh, or sorry uh, disney plus lets you let you skip through the credit you don't have to sit there like a buffoon waiting mm-hmm. or scrolling oh i went too far you can just skip to the next scene which is fantastic that is nice Thank you, disney plus. thanks disney plus so yeah, that was yeah. uh that was this the, and also over the weekend, um, Natalie and I invented a new improv game. I've been waiting to hear about this. So I honestly can't tell you. This just happened. I can't tell you how this happened. Okay. I'm gonna tell you what we do, and I can't tell you what the genesis of this thing that we do. It just All right. is. All right. Something that was probably randomly said. I was in the middle of something and we kept playing and then Natalie wants to do it again. And then I'm like, cool. And we've been doing it. And I'm like, how do we start this again? So this is what we do. Yeah. Natalie pretends that she has three tigers and okay. they're in our house and these tigers are mischievous. And she's like, dad, what are the tigers up to? And I make something up that the tigers are up to. And like, for example, I was like, oh, Natalie, I got bad news. She's like, what? I go, I went down there. Tigers aren't there. They're not in their cages. They got out. And she's like, where'd they go? I go, I don't know. And she's like, well, that's okay. I'll just send my robot out. My robot will be able to search for them and my robot will find them. My robot found them. They're back in their cages. I'm like, cool. Robot works quick. I love that. So what happens is I present her with some sort of problem and then she asks questions. I provide more improvised details Mm -hmm. and then she will solve the problem. It's almost like a D&D puzzle in a lot of ways. (laughs) I was going to say, it sounds like D&D mixed with Ask and Ten. Yeah. And the best part about it, too, is like one time I have like, I'm like, I got one for her. She's going to have a really yeah. good time with this. I go, Natalie, I went down there and I got, I, so it starts with, I've got bad news. She goes, ugh, what are the tigers doing? <laughs> and I go, the, I go, it's weird, Natalie. I was like, the tigers aren't there, but I don't see any tiger tracks. It's strange. She's like, what do you mean? Nice. So she goes, so what did you see? It's almost like she's like, do a perception check, you know, like, yeah. She's like, what did you see? I go, here's the weird thing, Natalie. I go, I saw human footprints, but there's no tiger tracks down there. And she goes, did they get to the magic wand? I go, they must have. She goes, did they turn themselves human? And that's what I was thinking in my head, Justin. Really? I was thinking that that they did something that turned themselves into humans and she got there anyway. And I was like, You guys are ready for the stage right i go oh i go yeah i think they got to the to the one and she goes oh that only lasts for an hour i go you're right it only lasts for an hour but they've been humans for an hour and we don't know where they are they could be anywhere and she's like well i'll just have my robot search for them i go when i was really i was really pushing back around this i'm like well how are your robots gonna find them she's like oh well they'll just you know they'll just search for for tigers but they're not tigers they're humans she goes, well, my robots found them. I go, how did they find them? 
You know, the sign that I'm like, I'm like shutting her down. I'm like, no, that's yeah. not how this is going to work. You know, yeah. that, that can't work. And I go, I did hear them say that they wanted to go to the circus. They were curious about going to the circus and the circus is in town. She goes, well, I'll have the robot go to the circus. I go, okay, how are you going to find him at the circus? And she kept going like, oh, they'll just search for him. I go, how are you going to search for him? Because I was trying to get her to think like, well, maybe they're just like people on the outside, but on the inside, right. they're tigers. Like, so there, maybe there's something about that. She goes, but she she's getting frustrated and stuff like that. I go, and I kept telling her, no, you can't do that. Can't do that. She's like, well, what do I do? I'm like, you're going to have to figure it out. And she goes, well, where's off in an hour? So I should be able to find them. Then I go, but what if they're not where you think they are? And they run off from there. They can go anywhere. So right. if you know they're at the circus, you got to find them there. And she goes, well, they don't know how to talk. So if they're going to communicate, they're probably going to roar. So I'll set my robots to listen for if there's any growling or roaring. And I bet I'll find them that way. And I was like, that's actually really creative. We'll go with that. And I'm like, and you found them. Very nice. Very and nice. You brought them back. That's such a, I would love to know how in the fuck this game started. I would, I know you don't have the genesis of this, but I would, God, that'd be amazing to, to, to know what prompted this. The worst part about these things is we have this really fun thing and then she just wants to keep doing it. And now I keep telling you, I go, you get one check in a day. Yeah. That's all you get because I'm not doing yeah. this all day. She's like, so now what are they doing? Because we yeah. did that at first. She was asking a whole bunch of things. And I was, because I was kind of like, oh, your robots are going to figure it out. I go, well, I got bad news. She's like, what? I go, the tigers got out and they uh, flipped all the switches on the breaker box. So now all your robots aren't charged. So you can't use your robots to find them. And she goes, well, dad, didn't you know I have a Pegasus? And I was like, I forgot you have your Pegasus. She's like, so I'll just hop on my Pegasus. I'll fly around and I'll catch him. I'm like, well played. You know, well played. Yeah. This is like the Sandman okay. scene with the devil and, and Morpheus as they're saying, like, I am a dire wolf. Yep. You know, it's except this is yeah. like your tigers did this. Well, I'm yeah. a Pegasus. It's like, fuck. All right, then. Yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah, I uh, I was going to ask you, is is this something that she has been uh, respecting the law of improv where, uh, you know, it comes up organically? Or is this something where she's kind of running it into the ground now? It's relatively organic for the most part. Like yeah. I actually, last night I brought it up, I go, Natalie, she goes, what? I go, I got bad news. She goes, oh, it's out of context. In the middle of dinner, yeah. she goes, oh, what did they do? I go, Natalie, I went downstairs. You know what? They're in their cages, but they're all laying on giant piles of money. <laughs> and she goes, where'd they get the money? I go, I don't know. And she goes, they must have robbed the bank. And that's what I was thinking. And I was like, <laughs> they must have. I go, what are we going to do? She's like. Well, we're probably going to have to, you know, take it back. I'm like, you're going to have to take it back because they're your tigers. And when you got them, I told you these were going to be difficult. And I said, you're going to be responsible for them. You're responsible for training them because they acted out. It's up to you to take it back. And she kind of goes, I'll just have one of my robots take the money back. <laughs> so let me, I'm sensing a theme. Do robots come into play quite often with this? Are, are her robots? Uh... Apparently. Apparently, yeah. so apparently okay. she has an army of robots because I'm like, oh, no, yeah, your robot, robots. it doesn't work. She goes, oh, I have a lot of robots. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, good to I know. I love the fact that she's found a loophole in the game. So I just and try to find. She's done. She's like, hey, robot, done, dead. Next. That's what, so it's like I try to find ways yeah. around that. I'm like, what yeah. unique things can I do that don't involve robots? Like, what could be fun with that wow. sort of stuff? 
and it's been fun. really enjoyable to just do this sort of stuff because I, like I said, I almost kind of look at it like a D and D puzzle where yeah, absolutely. I have a Genesis for it, but I also don't know where it's going to go. So I'm like, we'll just I mean, see what happens. Like, how are we both yeah. going to solve it? And whatever she says, I'm like, yeah, that's true. So let's go from yeah. there. And then we have so much fun with it. And then she's just, she has a really, I did something like this with uh, Jill's niece years ago. She's this girl's like 18 now, but when she was like three or four, I remember she's going, like yeah, yeah, Jesus. she was how born the year July graduated uh, college. So that's how it's a constant reminder how long it's been since college. So Jesus. Yeah. Um, so we uh, I remember sitting like she was sitting with me and I did this game with her for like 45 minutes. It's when, you know, I was just like having a blast. Ooh. I think I was like really deep into improv or maybe not even improv yet. But oh, really? okay. maybe I was. I, was just, I don't remember. Yeah, I was. I I feel like I was like really in the thick of like just playing with her, and we did this thing for like forty five minutes where she was like, "Okay, um, you're a dragon." I'm like, "All right, what kind of dragon am I?" And she would give me a descriptor like, "You're an angry dragon." I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I yeah. started, and like for forty five minutes, we were just doing this. I just kept playing and playing, and playing. It was so much fun for years. After when I come visit, she'd be like, "Can we do the dragon game?" I'd be like, "No." no dragon game done i'm not doing that again with you for 45 minutes and now natalie is doing the similar thing where she's like here's this really cool thing can we do it again and i'm like no this is we've got to she has a hard time being present she has a hard time she's always like after this can we i'm like just enjoy the moment right enjoy the moment and when we do this cool thing she's like can we do that thing again i'm like i'm glad you had fun but you're not always going to be able to recreate these moments. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. that's that's go. what I'm talking about. That that magic of the improv, respecting that magic that comes with the improv, because so much of it is that being present. And once you do it, you can't. Uh, you go see an improv show. If they try to recreate it, it's usually a really bad improv show. Yeah, because you're trying to remember what you did. Absolutely, and you can't recapture that. It's just it's too yeah. difficult to do. So yeah. That's fan- the other thing that's awesome about this is that you're you're creating memories, core memories with her that she's going to be like, when I was younger, my dad and I used to make up stories all the time. Yeah. Like this is that cool shit that is going to pay off down the road, you know? Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to see where the sort of cre- I'm going to try and fuel this cre- creativity as, as much as I can for as long as I can, because I want her. She has such a great imagination and I want her to hang on to that and just lean into it, you know, cause I kind of squ- squash mine for a long time because I felt like I had to, for whatever reason. And when you and I met yours was on life support. Yeah. Like it was, or it was tucked away in the bowels of a, of it was a, hidden. a castle. Yeah. It was down in the dungeon. Yeah. It was hidden we away because I didn't think you were allowed to have those kinds of things. I thought I was a weirdo and I am, but it's also not, it's not necessarily a bad thing to kind of have, you know, this kind of yeah. imagination and going to do an improv where I'm like, Oh, I do this all the time. This is like kind of my resting state where I just make shit up, you know? Like, <laughs> and this is like a real thing that people do. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is fun. That's I came fantastic. pretty natural, but yeah, like I, I want to foster that as much as possible. Cause I was, I, this is where I'm at my best with her is I love it when she watches something and she just has questions like mm-hmm. the other night. She was like cleaning stuff up before she went to bed. And I was like watching World War Z. I hadn't seen it in a while. I'm like, I'll just watch this. And it was towards the end of the movie. And there's just a scene with this woman who's a zombie. I go, by the way, this is not a movie for you. So clean up your shit and get out of here. Like, this isn't for you. You're going to get scared. Of course, yeah. she's cleaning. She watches and there's just this zombie that's trapped 
like in an yeah. office and she's just like oh like knocking her head against the window and Natalie's like yeah, yeah. so she doesn't look like a regular zombie I'm like how do you know what zombies look like she's like well they're normally they're green I'm like well you're thinking of Minecraft zombies it's like not all zombies look like that so she yeah. goes how'd she get in that office and she starts asking all these questions that are not important but I understand right. why she's asking like how'd they capture her I'm like I they must have just closed the door on her oh well why did she turn into a zombie I was like in this world if you get bit or whatever that happens well who bit her I don't know, kiddo. There was a lot of people at this facility. She's just happened to get it. Well, who was the first zombie? I'm like, that's a Justin question. And I'm glad you're asking, you know, that. <laughs> I was like, we don't know exactly in this. And this yeah. just kept going. These are like, so what are they going to do? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, this is kind of like, just sort of like, not an important part of the plot, but she's right. there. she just kept asking questions and asking questions. I love that she was dissecting the scene. And then at one point, I think later on, like I finished the movie, I went upstairs and she was like, you know, finishing up her teeth and she came in and I was doing something on the computer. She goes, so dad, about that zombie, I'm like, I can't do this with you right now. I need you to go to bed. We could talk about this tomorrow. She goes, do you promise? We'll talk about tomorrow. I go, 100%. We'll talk about tomorrow. You ask me whatever you want. I go, I just can't do this right now. Okay. You need to go to bed. It's time for bed. Go to bed. I love that this zombie is her favorite character in this film. It was such this just zombie. Throw away, throw away thing. Just it's so it's not amazing. not important at all. Yeah, and oh, she's God, just like, so tell me all about this. I'm like, you have we're at the third act of the film. All right, I can't right. take the time to explain everything that's going on here, but whatever. Um, yeah. It's been fun, and just watching anime with her has been really fun too. Watching My Hero Academia, it's it's a fun thing. This was a great moment. I totally forgot about this. In My Hero Academia, there's a part where the main character, just whatever, uh, a cute girl lands on him and like she's like talking to him and like her boobs are like pushed up and into his face and he's like trying not to look and he's like, oh, freaking out. She's like, why is he freaking out? I was like, oh, well, this girl landed on him and, you know, he doesn't know how to react around girls. And it's like really showcasing this these cartoon boobs. And Natalie turns mm -hmm. to me, she goes. What's the big deal with boobs? <laughs> and I go, honestly, can I, can't really tell you. I go, boys just like them. <laughs> that's all I told her. That's, a, that's such a great, honest question, though. Yeah. Like, that is such a wonderfully honest question. What's the deal? I don't get this. What's the big deal with boobs? I'm like, boys like them. That's all I can tell you. That's all yeah. I can tell you. And we just, no, nothing else was said. We just kept watching. I'm like, I'm always going to okay. shoot straight with her. And be like, yeah, boys like them. Yeah. So what do you want from me? Yeah, we can deep dive into this further when you're older, but for yeah. now, uh, you should just, know uh, this because if oh you my. are also interested in boys, just know that boys are interested in your boobs. So, right, be prepared for that. Dress you, accordingly. You gotta, right, you got to know what you're up against. Yeah. Yes, just know, know that enemy. that's always in the front of their minds. So, yeah, just be prepared. It's not bad to uh, impart the knowledge, uh, the safety knowledge early. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then one I, other fun I, thing tonight. I go, Natalie, I'm going to give you a one-time deal. Are you ready? She goes, yeah. I go, I'm going to give you a chance to say any swear word that you want right now, and there's going to be no repercussions. I've seen some of this go. on uh, I've seen some of this on TikTok or, or yeah. uh, Instagram, and yeah. uh, it's it's hysterical. Yeah. How, how did she react? She aimed it? low. She aimed real low. Oh, no. She was just like, ass. <laughs> Did she did she hesitate and like think on it or did she not just too much? Because to no. uh because uh, I I said something like um I was I made a reference to like a Lizzo lyric you know mm -hmm. 
and uh, she she messed up the lyric and added <clears throat> ass instead of hell. So, and uh, she said it very like confidently. I'm like, that makes me smile. I was like, all right, yeah. now I can't say it anymore. All right, you said yep. it. Don't keep saying it. It's like maybe we'll do this again at some point, but that's your freebie. There yeah. you go. I was kind of curious. I'm like, will she drop an f bomb on me? We'll see. Well, I'll never forget the my one of my favorite all time Natalie stories is when she was in uh, when she was younger. I don't know how old she. I think she was in preschool still. Yeah, yeah. She dropped a piece of paper and she just looked at it and goes, "Fuck." <laughs> and the teacher told you, and you're like. I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm proud of her because contextually she used it correctly. She used it correctly. I mean, how, who, yeah. I mean, grammatically that, that fits. So right. good for her. <laughs> Context made yeah. sense. I'm sad that she said it, but what do you want from me? Go fuck yourself. I'm also a little proud. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> little kids swearing like that is the funniest fucking thing. Yeah. I'm totally going to be cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be your what? What age are you going to open it up for? Do you I think it, it depends on her. It depends on yeah. her and how she is because I need her to understand. I'm like at home, we can do this. Right. There's certain places where you can and can't do this. You cannot do it at school. You cannot do it around at other people's houses. You know, like trying to teach her now. Hey, when you go to the bathroom, close the fucking door. Like we're cool, <laughs> just us. But you know, you have friends over and you're just, you know, peeing with the door open. I'm like, close the door. Come on. Right. Like, I know right. you're not used to this, but come on, you can't do this. Like no. hard to break those habits. It know? is, you know? So it's just kind of one of those things where I, that's one of those things that was such a sacred rule and still is in my own house. Like mm. we just don't swear at my house. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to have that. I don't want to just, you know, flying off the handle just to fly off the handle. But if she needs to say shit and fuck and whatever just to express herself, I'm like, I don't care. Right. Just you got to know when to do it. <laughs> I stand by that. You got to know when to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll never forget when I uh, finally I don't remember the specific turning point, but I, I will never forget when I started to get comfortable swearing in front of my parents and realizing that I was old enough to where I could do that with impunity. And I'm yeah. like, oh. There's nothing you can say to me right now because we have we we have eclipsed the uh, the um what's the word I'm like? the like the levels we are peers we're yeah, closer peers. To peers now than we're not you mm-hmm. know and I was like oh we don't you can't pull rank on me anymore this is fantastic and I'm a functioning adult a, yeah such a game changer I'm like I pay taxes I can swear right yeah you know? that's it's a powerful thing when that happens it really when, is yeah when, and know. it's about the same time where you realize your parents truly don't know jack shit well you just realize they're humans yep absolutely you're like and oh you're just as flawed as i am it's like that scene in scrubs where jd kind of eclipses carla or he's been leaning uh-huh. on her so much because he's such a newbie and then finally kind of comes into his own as a doctor and he corrects her yep. and he's and there's that whole point of the episode is like this is a very delicate balance where now because the nurses knew more than you, you relied on them. And then as a doctor, you finally surpassed them. That relationship can kind of change. And there's times with parents where they still don't accept that you're their peer. Absolutely. And they still try to do things that you don't agree with. And you're like, no, I don't care. You don't have any power over me. I'm not going to do that. And yeah. you can accept that from a human being to human being. You're like, all right, cool. The, the, the power dynamic has shifted and that's okay. I look forward yeah. to having that with Natalie, like where, 
you know, I'll always be your dad, but at some point I do want you to be my peer. I want you to be my friend. Like I want to have yeah. that. I'm not going to enforce that too early. Cause I've seen what that turns into when you're like, this is my buddy. I'm like, that's your 13 year old child. Like that's not your right. buddy. Like, yeah. You're, that's your child. You have to take care of them. You can you still need to pull rank on at, at yeah. this end. Yeah. You can have a friendship with them, but they can't just be your friend. Like you need to you need to parent, you know? So it's one of those things where I look forward to when that dynamic finally does happen because I'm like, oh sweet. We can just like hang out and just shoot the shit about whatever. And I look forward to that sort of stuff, but it's not the case with my family. <laughs> I would say no. Yeah. No, not the case at all. Even though I'm almost 40 years old. I don't get the and, and I've and I've ex- exercised these things. I've kind of like gone with the flow, but there's times where I've been like, "No, I'm not going right. to do that because I think right. that's weird." Right. And they're like, "You're ungrateful." I'm like, "No, what you're asking me to do is weird." It's I'll weird. give you an example. My dad was in the hospital, and my mom had a friend in the town where my dad was in the hospital, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you they they said you could go to their restaurant and and have a meal, and it's it's." It's on them and just, you know, they'll eat, you can eat with them and whatever. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right. And she's like, why? I was like, cause I don't know them. I don't know who these people are. And you're asking me to basically go to their restaurant and get a free meal. That feels very strange to me. It feels like <laughs> yeah. I'm cashing yeah. in some sort of token that you earned. Right. Because they're your friend. I don't know who these people are. And she like kept going back and forth. She's like, well, they're just trying to be nice. I go, I appreciate the offer. I'm going to decline. (laughs) I don't want someone. This seems incredibly weird to me that I would just be like, hi, I'm Doug. I'm here for the free meal. I'm Chris Cochran's son. Like, like, oh, yeah, come on in. I don't know you, but eat with me. I'm like, yeah, no, I'll just go to fucking Arby's. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't. I don't want to do this. And I remember she was so offended that I was like, I don't want to do that. It's weird. It's she couldn't understand why I thought it was weird. I'm like, I don't know these people. <laughs> why do I want to have a meal with someone I don't know? It's weird. Right. Just have them buy me a pizza and send it to the hotel. I'll live with that. I don't right. want to spend time with these strangers that you know. If you were coming with me, that would be different. You can introduce me to them. I could get to know them. I don't know them. It feels like I'm coming in to steal from them is what it feels like to me. That's probably my weird perspective, but I'm like, I don't want to do this. No, I have free will. I'm exercising free will. Yeah. No, I don't need a free meal from your friends that I don't know. (laughs) I can't get over the fact that I don't know these people. They are strangers. What if you're trying to set me up to get kidnapped? You know, go see, go see. Rob. It's like that scene in Goodfellas where he's like, De Niro's like telling Karen, he's like, yeah, go down and get, pick out some dresses. Yeah, yeah, right. just go down, just go down there. And she goes and looks, there's like four sweaty guys in the dark moving stuff. She's like, ah, I don't want to go in there. He's like, no, no, just go in there. That's how I feel like. Go eat dinner with these guys. I don't know them. I walk in, they're like, you, you coming in here? Like, right. what, what's happening? I don't want to do this. I heard he didn't want to eat with us. It's like, oh, no, I offended these people I don't know. Right. Oh, well. It's weird when that power dynamic does shift, though, because, like, for years, for years, 18, 20 years maybe, these these people had complete control over your life, and they told you what to do. By and large, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Some, Some people rebel very early, and they're like, nope, I'm out. Deuces, you know, but... By and large, for two decades of your life, they're telling you what's up. And then 
from that point on, it slowly shifts the other direction where they'll say something and you can absolutely go, yeah, you know what? I appreciate that, but I don't, I disagree, fundamentally disagree with uh, that, that I will be doing this because I won't be, you know, it's not, not something I'd like to do right now, or you might not share beliefs with them. You know, there are, there's huge, be it religious or political or, or otherwise you might, you might start to differ as you start to become a, uh, a free thinker. And, and it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow when, when you, when you have been in charge for so long and you don't have any recourse to be the boss anymore. Yeah. I do fear the ideological shift. Like I just, you just assume like, Oh, they're my kids. So they're going to believe everything that I do, but it's very possible at some point that could change based on life experience, you know? And, and that's going to be okay. I think um, again, my hope is that we'll build up a strong enough relationship that, um, if we were to have differences that we could at least respect, don't have to agree, but just respect and hear each other and be like, oh, sure. I hear what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. We don't have to agree because I think that's the big misconception that has also been around most of my life is that if you don't agree, then we're fighting. Yes, it's like, absolutely. Mm, no, not necessarily. That's not necessarily what this means. Like, you know, Jill has always said, she goes, I'm happy to disagree with you. Like we can walk away and disagree on something. We just basically need to be able to speak our minds. That's Jill's big thing is you got to be able to, she needs to be able to speak it out. And if you have a problem, you better speak up too. Cause otherwise she's going to be fucking livid. Cause she's like, I can't help you if you don't talk about it. So, and so that's kind of my thing is like, I just, I'm hoping we'll build to a spot where we can both respect each other enough to have an honest conversation, share our thoughts and ideas and maybe be like, yeah, I, you know what? I just, I don't think I'm ever going to see eye to eye with you on that, but it doesn't mean that I hate you. You know, mm-hmm. that's been a big problem in my family of like, if we disagree, then it's for some <clears throat> reason we're at war. Like we've some yeah. violated some diplomatic treaty where now <laughs> we've frozen <laughs> off all sort of diplomatic ties and it's the cold war for some reason, because someone disagreed on how someone felt about something. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. I, I still, even though I, I hold the belief that we can disagree, we can cordially disagree. I do think that that's a very necessary thing, and something that we have, uh, we have been missing quite a bit, especially in our government and and anything that comes around that. But I find myself often very uncomfortable personally if I am in a situation where I disagree. I feel wrong when I have to defend my point of view. I feel I just I immediately I go into I'm an asshole and I'm wrong. And it, it's like I respect the fact that someone else may have a difference of opinion. But for some reason, I cannot help but feel like I am in the I am in the wrong seat. And I it's it, it's 100 percent in my head. Like that's something I need to deal with. And I I recognize that. But it's interesting that you say that because like, yeah, I ideologically I have one like I'm like, yes, we need to disagree. But then like from a feeling from an empathetic standpoint, I'm just like, this is very uncomfortable that we disagree. It's, it's kind of like these dualities that I hold in my head. I, I think that also to kind of like dig in a little bit or to be even grosser, double click into that, um, is to, I think if you can understand that those person's perspective, it makes it easier to swallow that. Sure. Like I had a friend who worked and, uh, at a pharmacy and, you know, I was like, man, you know, I can't believe, you know, all these people, you know, 
on welfare, <clears throat> can't get these medications, yada, yada, yada. And she, what she had seen, she goes, oh, people on welfare are the worst. I was like, how can you say that? She goes, I watch people every day try to scam me out of drugs mm-hmm. all the time. People trying to get prescriptions, fake prescriptions. She busted some fucking person that had been doing this shit for 20 years in the community who was just sending out fake scripts to people. Wow. So she saw the worst of the worst. So for her, when she looked at that stuff, she's like, yeah, no, I don't have a real big heart for those people on welfare because she gets she saw a lot of the worst of the worst of that sort of stuff. And I was like, I don't agree with you on that, but I understand your perspective based on your experiences. I could understand why you would feel that way. Now, cops pretty much suck in general, um, especially nowadays. There's a lot of stuff that's come to light. But I can understand to a certain degree that when they are called to a situation, it's not because someone is throwing them a party. It's because serious shit is going on and they're being called to fix it. Now, there's a whole other debate that we're not going to get into on how they should approach those situations, de-escalation, nonviolence, um, but they also are dealing should with... Should they even be called? Should right. someone else be called? Right, exactly. Right. That's its own separate conversation, but yeah. what those folks typically deal with all the time is bad stuff all the time. So, Absolutely. yeah, if they're not too keen on people in general, I get it, but I can say the same thing for people who work in customer service. Like, oh, we work yeah, in customer well, service. I hated people. Right. People suck. In general. Yeah. I had very little. Yeah. I had very little. uh, It was funny because I had uh, at the same, again, talk about two minds. I had very little and all the patients in the world at the same, like I would, I would, I would uh, show patients, but then behind the scenes, I would just be like, motherfucking it. Like I, I would lose it because like these people don't know jack shit. And it was because that's what you're bombarded with. It's that perception is reality. Like that's, that's my, that's what I, see all day is these dumbasses calling in not being able to work the software and so immediately on any software if someone doesn't get it i'm just like what's wrong with you and the mentality of that too is is always the hard part because again when it comes to customer service you know it's a situation where usually you know people take the customer's always right approach and they try to use that to their advantage and um they try to scam or they just they're like you're here to serve me therefore i can treat you like shit right and you gotta be careful because i'm like my algorithms for different you know these social medias like there was a while where all i was getting was this kind of bullshit like arguments i saw one the other day where it was a walmart one which is always the worst where this guy was just yelling at this customer service agent because this person was like, yeah, you can't return that here. That's not from the store. And this guy wouldn't hear it. And he was telling him to shut up. He's like, you don't get to talk. And the guy's like, listen, uh, you are not my boss. You don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. He's like, well, I'm the customer. He goes, I don't care. You don't get to talk to me that way. And that's the kind of stuff that I support where I'm just like, if you're going to be an asshole, you don't get service. I don't give a shit. I don't no. care. I don't care what the corporate overlords say. From a human to human basis, you don't treat people that way. And I'm sorry Absolutely. you're upset. If you're truly upset and frustrated, I can get behind that. I understand you're frustrated, but you can't take it out on someone like that. You know, right? There's there's a limit to it. And listen, there's no there's no mystery here. I hate Comcast. I think they suck. I think sure. they basically are almost a monopoly on so much shit and sure. whatnot. But I saw a video the other day of this person who called Comcast. And was screaming at the representative, just screaming. Right. I want to talk to a manager now. I'm not even going to scream because I, my voice can't handle what this woman was doing on the phone. Just manager now. 
now. Manager, now. Now. I don't want to hear another word out of your mouth. Take me to a manager. And I was sitting there going like, I don't know what got you to that point, but that's not going to get you anywhere with me. That's no. the same thing as a child having a tantrum. And this was a exactly. terrible move from the customer service. They go, there was a brief pause and they go, okay, ma'am, I'm going to put you on hold. I was like, that's not the right move from yeah. a customer service, yeah. but, but they're probably not allowed to hang up on them, you know? Yeah. So the other move is like, we'll put you on ice. Enjoy the hold music. You know what I mean? Because yeah. what else can you do? But well, I'm not going to lie. I, I pulled and I, I probably shouldn't have, but at the same time, I rose through the ranks pretty quickly. At my nine to five, so maybe it works. Um, I, I would absolutely, if someone called in that hot, there's definitely ways that we would deescalate. And, and I, I'd like to think that I got really good at, you know, really make, bringing people back down. If, uh, when I was on the second line of support and I was, I was supporting the first line people who were picking up the phones, if they were getting their ass chewed out by someone, I would say, send it to me. And I would, I would, I'd be the cooler and I'd calm it down. But there were some people who I, if I had just had a day and I was done, they would call up and I would straight up. And I personally don't, th you have to do it the right way, but I don't think there's anything wrong with saying to someone, sir or ma'am, I understand that you are upset right now. I am here to try to help you, but if you're going to scream at me, I absolutely do not have to talk to you. So you can either take a breath and calm down and talk to me, or I can hang the call up right now. Mm -hmm. Because I and, I, and saying that to him in a very calm manner, I absolutely do not think there's anything wrong with talking to a customer that way. No. And that's my, that's, I understand the corporate overlords would probably disagree with me, but I, I 100%, you don't, you don't get to do that. If I have a level enough head and I can say that to you and make you sound like an idiot by me just being calm, then, then there's no problem with that. Oh yeah. And I think that's the thing is, no one will ever want to give someone empower someone with the ability to do that because you know they're gonna be like listen here asshole i you know because right. they're anticipating the worst and let's face it people would do yeah. that oh people would be 100%. like oh i'm gonna tell this fucker off it's like no 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 no. it's not telling them off not telling them off it's setting boundaries Absolutely. it's establishing the boundaries it's calling out the poor behavior yeah and i mean i went through that just every day when i was at the Absolutely. hotel and you know, it was kind of, most of the big things was people would come to check in at the hotel and they would use a debit card and you have to swipe it yep. and they charge a certain amount for hold each mm -hmm. day for incidentals is 50 bucks. So people would be staying for four days. They give us their debit card. We swipe it. And all of a sudden, 200 bucks is being held on their debit card. And they're like, I already prepaid for the room. I'm like, yeah, you got to take care of incidentals, you know, and they're like, but I shut everything off. I'm like, it's not how it works. All right. Right. It's not how this works. Because what you can't say, which I made the mistake of saying, I was like, well, if there's any damage to the room, they're like, well, I'm not going to damage the room. What? I'm just like, but that's the thing is like, that's the implied thing. I was like, if you fuck around, we've got money right. to help fix the problem. And I see enough assholes roll through here that I know what's possible. Yeah. I've seen we three times I saw us. We had to cut the lock on the door because someone just refused to get out of there. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, we've, we had to do some wild shit. So I'm like, yeah, no, wow. you're, you're doing this. And we explain it before it happens. It's like, we're going to swipe this. This is going to put a hold. I'll just run it as credit. This is connected to your bank account. <laughs> it doesn't matter how we run this. Right. It's going to, and, and it will come back to you. 
but it's going to be held. And then, right. of course, you get a and call it'll to come like back slower than a credit card will. One hundred percent. It's not based on us. We right. release it, then your bank has its own policies and procedures for when it lets go, and it's that's not on us. And they're like, nope. "That was my money for our trip. It's all tied up now." And I'm like, "I can't, that's I can't help worst. you." Because there's a part of you, I'm sure, that you're just like that the the empathetic part is just like, "Man, that fucking sucks." Like your trip just got hosed, but not my fault. I'm also it's- like, you need to understand how your debit card works. This is an integral tool to your everyday use, you need to understand how this functions. And personally, I learned a lot about the banking system from working with that sort of stuff. And it was brutal. It was really brutal. Like, and and because you'd explain it to people and then they would still come back and be mad. It's we literally had three signs in the front desk that says we will be using, you know, explaining what this, what this whole process was. It's on the the sign-in sheet that they sign. Like all that stuff existed there, but people just didn't read it, and then they get mad about it. And that's where I came up with the philosophy that people just get mad when they feel stupid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When they feel that's, stupid, I hold water for sure. When they feel dumb, when they feel like they're on the spot of getting called out for for being stupid, they usually double down. Yeah, and they look for any other avenue to pull something in to save face. And oh, that's that's where you watch people, that's where you see these videos of these people that are going nuts because they got busted on something. Not necessarily they're doing something wrong. No. But they feel they, embarrassed. They, they misunderstood something. But yeah, but now they have to keep heightening it until they get the, their footing back. It's, it's in poker. You're playing on tilt is what they call it. Like going back to that Walmart example of the person who was trying to return something that wasn't from the store. And they're like, I need to talk to your manager. The manager comes out and they said, look, you can return this at the store from which you bought this from. It's not this store. Here's how it is. Here's the proof. And you could tell the people were like, fuck, uh, they had no, they had nothing else to say. He's like, this isn't from the store. You cannot return it here. You need to go return it from where you bought it. So either it was a misunderstanding or someone was trying to pull a scam and they, and I think it was a pack of bacon, which is also hilarious because of course it was, it's of course this is Walmart. And it's just one of those things where it's okay if you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Just move on. You fucked up. It's on you. It sucks. Right. I've had plenty of those times where I've called or I've I remember there was, there was something with something where I was I was livid and then I realized I was the I was the problem and I right. was like oh my tone changed quickly and I'm like oh thank you for your time I appreciate yep. that I was like fuck that was on me damn yeah okay my bad my bad my bad and it's just it's it's tough to see that sort of capitulation with people. And yeah. again, I, I come back to this. I said this a while ago. We even had a short about it where it's like, I think everyone should have mandatory mandatory customer service. Yep. Deal with the public because then maybe we would all have a little more empathy for oh, each yeah. other and understand that because you are going to someplace for a product or a service does not mean you own them. Does not mean Absolutely. you get to treat them like shit unless that's part of the service, you know? Maybe you're paying for it. If yeah, you're paying for that, part. okay. And that's what they expect. Yeah. But you also shouldn't <laughs> expect to be treated like shit either as a patron and right. whatever. And there can always be that difference of opinion. And like, he, he was rude to me. Right. But in general, that is a human being that is working, that is getting paid to do this sort of stuff. Treat them like a human being. It is a person who's getting paid to do it that has un, almost certainly nothing to do with the origin of your problem as well. 
Good point too. Like if it's a software company, if you're calling up and if it's that Comcast you know, call that you heard, that person picking up the phone, they did not set up your internet. They did not come and connect any cables. They don't produce the internet and send it out through the wires. They don't have any, they're not in charge of billing. This person is picking up the call and they're doing their best to direct you to the, the proper place. The, all they are just, they're, they're, they're patching. They're, they're patching. there to see if they can help you with a problem you might have. And if they can't, they're going to try and direct you to the place that they can. So why come in hot to that person? Because that person, you need to do everything in your power to befriend that person. That's right. why my, the biggest thing I can, the biggest piece of advice I can give is that in, in work and customer service, anytime I call up a customer service line, when the person answers the phone and gives me their name, first thing I do is I, just because I'm neurotic, I write their name at the top of whatever scrap page I have. Same. And I will refer to them by name as often as possible to let them know that I see them as a person. And I'm telling you, my track record for getting what I need on customer service calls is almost impeccable. Same. Well, also because, because I need a record of like, I called here and talked to someone. Well, who would you talk to? Sure. Yeah. Because I also was, when I was in customer service, someone was like, I called there and talked to somebody. I'm like, well, who, who did you speak to? Well, I don't remember. I'm like, well, I can't fucking help you if you don't tell me who you talked to. Because that, that's absolute yeah. nonsense that you didn't, yeah. Yeah, I can't help you if that's the case. So I kind of just got in a habit of, of like, who am I talking to? But I try to do the same thing. I like, at the end, I'm like, hey, thanks, Justin. Thank you so much for helping Absolutely. me today. It's like a nice sort of like, like I hear oh my you God, after all this. They remembered my name. That's yeah. incredible. I yeah. try to I try to make it, you know, a good positive experience because I've been there. I empathize. This sucks. Yep. Now I do have expectations. Yes. Do now your job. Is wrong, right? Do your job. Do your job. Definitely don't fuck around with me mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Don't, you know, don't be a piece of shit because right. I will quickly and decisively end our diplomatic terms we will go to a cold war just like i learned from my family real fast if you treat do you me like shit uh that i come from the missouri cochran's do you understand do you know chris cochran do you know the nuclear codes that she has at her disposal because she's not afraid to use them yeah she's got the nuclear football she's not afraid to use it okay yeah. so just be prepared scorched earth politics Started yeah. with her. All right. <laughs> I will pull out some superhuman tactics. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of superhuman. It's that time again, gang. It's that time. You know, that theme song can only mean one thing. That, that DC theme song. That can only 0.7 mean... seconds can only tell you one thing. It's time for another round of Guess in 10. If this is your first time tuning into this segment. Hold on your horses because uh, this is how it works. It's a guessing game where... Justin and I are going to have characters in our hands. They are going to be superheroes. And we will give each other buzzwords, two buzzwords to be precise, to start off some clues on who they are. And then we will ask up to 10 questions to sort of narrow down and figure out who this is. And then we get up to two guesses to guess who this is. Now, now normally there's... The go ahead. What's that? Are we taking away the clues? So time? normally there's clues, but since we're it's just you and me and we're only right. doing two, we're eliminating the clues. However, to spice this up, we can choose to do the bonus questions if we want to. If we get this right, we can choose to go for a bonus. If we get the bonus wrong, we lose the card. But if we don't go for bonus questions and we both tie, then we have to go to bonus. Or if someone goes for bonus and gets it, that puts pressure on the other person to then... 
you know, either have to do it or wait. Like you have to choose. Like it's a strategy here. The bonus can be the deciding tiebreaker. Yeah. So you have to be you have to be prepared on how you're going to do it. So All that's right. just the game. Justin, would you like to guess first? <clears throat> sure, I'll guess first. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Your first character. The buzzwords are helmet villain. Ooh, helmet villain. Uh, is this individual male? Yes. Is this individual part of the X-Men universe? No. Cool. Is this... I was so confident. Um, is this person in the MCU? Yes. Uh, does this person have, um, how do I ask it? Uh, I guess just, does this person have uh, special powers, inherent special powers, not given to them by like a thing? I'm going to say no. No. Interesting. Ooh, helmet villain and no inherent special powers. Is this person, um, was this person introduced in phase one? No. <laughs> I'm going to go this route. Uh, <laughs> uh Oh man, this is one of those where I, it, I feel like it's going to be so fucking obvious. Um, <clears throat> helmet villain was the, is this person part of the Spider-Man universe? Yes. Ooh. Uh, okay. Does this person? Uh, um. Uh, does this person use drones? Yes. Is this Mysterio? Yes! Yeah! <laughs> awesome. Well done, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I did this with Jill. Like Jill was trying to guess this, and she just couldn't think of their name. She couldn't figure out the name. She and yeah. Natalie could not remember their name. I was like, I'll take like their like <laughs> their supervillain name or their like character's real name if you can remember that she goes it's Jake Gyllenhaal I'm like it is but I can't accept that like you got to tell me who Correct. it is yeah. and she was uh, she was so frustrated because she goes I know who it is I just can't think of their name I'm like mm. what's their what's the uh the character's name uh their name is Quentin Beck Quentin Beck I don't know that I would have ever gotten that Quentin yeah. Beck okay would you like to go for the bonus question no, thank you. Okay. Slide that away for now. All right. All right. <clears throat> My turn. Okay. Dougie, your buzzwords are fighter, shield. Not the shield, just the organization oh, no. known as Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. 
I, I don't know that I like or hate that you know that. Just watched phase one where, you know, Iron Man, where they said it multiple times. So fair enough. Yes. So yes, S period, H period, I period, E period, L period, D period. Shield. Okay. So, so fighter, fighter shield. and shield. Okay. Um, is this a woman? Yes. Do they have superpowers? Yes. Is it Quake? Fuck you. Ah! Oh, Did you have you gotten this card before? No. I knew she was in the deck. How do you know Quake? I've never heard of this character before. Agents of Shield. So you did what I, I thought you fell off. I knew who that character ultimately becomes. Oh, I was man. afraid you were going to get that card. I'm glad I got it and you didn't. Ooh. Because if you had gotten that card, that. I was like, there's no way you'd get that. So I'm I glad it was never. me. Man, God. Glad that was me. God damn. The thing is, I didn't know whether or not, like, I'm like, did they consider Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. part of the MCU? Before we hit record tonight, I did a deep dive on this character and mm -hmm. I figured out, okay, the internet all agrees that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is part of the MCU. So they are. that. So I had this whole fuck. I was ready. I was, oh, man. You impressed me. I also, the there was a mobile app game. Um, I forget what it's called. Um, that had a lot of the Marvel characters and she was one of my go-to characters that I used a lot. So Man. yeah, good. Uh, you, you just, uh, you wowed me, Doug. All right. Well, I'm glad I got that one. I was like, God, if Justin gets quake, I, I would look at it and just be like, I don't know, man, good luck. You know, I don't want to get in your head or anything like that, but I've been like, no. I don't I, know. dude, it would have been game over. There's no, <laughs> you don't have to worry about. Yeah. It would have been fun to watch you go through this and be like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, it's Quake. You'd be like, who is that? Who the fuck is Quake? I don't know who that is. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your second one? Oh, man. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your buzzwords are leader, protector. Leader, protector. Okay. Leader, <laughs> protector. Uh, is this person male? Yes. Uh, is this person in the MCU? Yes. Is this person, uh, introduced in phase one? No. Interesting. Not who I was thinking. <laughs> okay. Uh, is this person associated with uh, well, it wouldn't well maybe no it wouldn't be that uh, is this person associated uh, with um, Guardians of the Galaxy no is this person associated with I realized Spider I just answered and was not even really like thinking I was seriously my mind was wandering and I said no it's still accurate but they are not <laughs> I was just I said no and I'm like, wait, are they? I'm like, you're not paying attention. No, they're not. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Good. What good. was what was your next question? Something about Spider-Man? Are they associated with the Spider-Man universe? No. Okay. <clears throat> um is leader and protector? Leader, protector. Okay. Not in phase one. Male, not with any of those two. Leader, protector. Leader, protector. Um is this person uh, from Earth? Yes. 
um, does this person the not the not introduced in phase one is is really fucking with my head right now. Um, <laughs> it's funny how we get in our head about some of those things, you know? Because you're just, just like, like, oh, it's this. Nope, that was phase one. Oh, it's nope. That's yeah. You just keep going in this circle and you can't break out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm sure it's very uh, obvious. Uh, is this person, uh, does this person have um, a suit? Yes. That, okay. Uh, is this person uh, from a uh, country that is not America? Yes. Okay. Uh, Wait, yes. <laughs> I'm doing the math on it. a foreign country, but yes. I'm like, yeah, based on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, we're the majority of. The Are they stuff. not not from America? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I could have rephrased that. Are they from America? No. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> is this person associated with an animal? Yes. Is it? Is it Black Panther? It is. Hey. Black Yay! Panther. Very good. Can well, I go for the bonus question? Absolutely not. All right. Gonna yep. go. We'll have to save it for overtime, I suppose. Assuming I'm I get so this right. Excited tomorrow at the time of recording. Ah. Tomorrow it comes out on Disney Plus. I'm you so have to excited. let me know. Let me know, man. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited. Kind of forever coming out. And, oh man. Okay. Um, I almost did the same thing as you. I almost read the name. I was like, and no. And uh, buzzwords. The buzzwords are fly and strong. Hmm. Fly and strong. Okay. Is this a male? Yes. Okay. Is this a hero? Uh, yes. Okay. Is this person from Earth? <laughs> What's the card say, Justin? Oh, I forgot we can. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot we were going based off. Yeah. I was like, it's a complicated answer, but I was yes. Like, okay. Yes. They're from Earth. Okay. That's. <laughs> I love how also in not meeting. So it was so uh, dismissed. What's a card say, Justin? Well, I saw you were like, oh, I'm like, let's cut to the chase. What's the card say? What's the card say? I love it. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um oh man. <clears throat> Fly and strong. They are from Earth. I feel like there's so many there are some buzzwords that are just uh, like it really limits who it could be, and there are some that are so broad. And I feel yeah. like flying strong are so broad. They are. Um does this person have superpowers? Yes. Okay. Fly strong <clears throat> from Earth superpowers. Man. Man, oh man. Is this... That's a dumb question. Well... Um, this is a man 
fly strong. Hero from Earth. This is a too specific of a question, but I'm asking, was this person created? Yes. Can this person lift Mjolnir? Yes. Is it Vision? It is. Woo! I was funny because uh, are they from Earth? You're like, ah! <laughs> they were created here. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Um, did you, I forgot to ask, did you want to go for the special question on the last one? Or this no, one? I sure didn't. Yeah, not when, okay. not relates to Quake. I don't know much about her, really. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so now it comes down to this. Justin. You get to choose Mysterio or Black Panther. Which bonus question do you want to do? Um, when I turned the card around, did you see the bonus question? I did not. I okay. made sure not to look. So. Um, I thought I had my hand on there, but I didn't know if it was far enough. Um, let's go, man. Uh, let's go Black Panther. Okay. Black Panther is the king of Wakanda. What is Wakanda's greatest natural resource? Vibranium. See, that's a trick question. Is it love? It is love. <laughs> no, it's vibranium. It's one of the easy ones. <laughs> You've chosen wisely. All right. All right. You want uh, vision or quake? Uh, I'm going to go vision. Okay, quake it is. So. You asshole. Uh, okay. So this one, I feel like there should be a time limit on this one. But all right, the bonus question is: spell vision backwards in one attempt. This is a stupid fucking question. <laughs> it's not even a question; it's a challenge. N o i s i v. You got it. So dumb. All right, Justin. Right. Mysterio, you ready? Here we go. All right. Question. As Quentin Beck, Mysterio was a special effects expert. True or false? As Quentin Beck, he was a special effects expert. I mean, the, I feel like the obvious answer is true, but... I'm going to say false. It is true. Damn. I thought it was a trick. Because in the comics, he's not like an inventor or anything like okay. that. He's actually a special effects artist that yeah, uses okay. gas to confuse people. And the MCU, while it's not quite the same, still uses drones and visual aids to sort of like perpetuate right. that. So, I, I mean, think- I knew he. that's what he became. In the, in the film, obviously, he uses theatrics and special effects but i didn't yes. know if that was truly a part i was like man this could be a it's one of those ones where like it's too easy you know exactly yeah but in this game i feel like this game could be I, anything man it's true i spell just feel vision like backwards it's true but spell yeah. vision backwards eat my ass all right give me quake we'll see how this goes <laughs> uh i have a feeling you might get this so uh question is who does Quake share a mentor-student relationship with? I don't think I'm going to get this. Uh, uh, I don't know enough about her. Shit. Um, 
Because I don't think this is based on the show. I couldn't tell you if it is or not. So I'm going to say Nick Fury. I'm going to need his Christian name. Uh, Nicholas J. Fury. (laughs) You are correct. Because I was going to say Phil Coulson. Because I think from the show, that's like how that goes. But I'm like, I don't think it's going to be based on that. It's probably going to be based on the comics. So... Nick Fury. Doug. Wow, dude. That was a really competitive. That was was a really competitive bout. That was excellent, man. Well done. Well done, man. And to you, too. Excellent. Came down to that last one where I was like, fuck. (laughs) Quake. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that was a blast. I hope you all enjoyed that. And if you're playing along at home, how quick did you get us? Like, did you get these way faster than us? If so, write in the comments. What, what? How many questions you were able to get it in? You smarty pants. You smarty, smarty pants. Um, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? I am going to recommend uh, on Netflix. It has been out for a little while, but uh, I've had other recommendations that have come before it. So I've finally gotten down to it in my list of recs. Uh, if you've not yet checked it out, check out Wednesday on uh, Netflix. It is a, uh, it's a fun show. Um, it's a, you know, it's hard to describe. It's got its own vibe to it. It's it's comedy, horror, uh, campy, but serious. It, it's just kind of got everything together in it. It's weird. <clears throat> um, I think it's, is it Jenna Ortega is her name? I think so. Uh, uh, just double check. I want to do it. Yeah, Jenna Ortega. She is absolutely phenomenal uh, as, as Wednesday. Um Christina Ricci, who played Wednesday in the movies in the early 90s, uh, she's in it. Catherine Zeta-Jones, Luis Guzman, a bunch of other people. It's just a kind of a fun show. It is, I'll put it this way, it requires very little from you as an audience member. Just sit back, enjoy it. It's very easy light watching. You know I've what heard I mean? it's good. I've heard generally yeah. good uh, good things about it. I don't know if it's yeah. my cup of tea, but, you know, I might check you, it out. I don't think that you... I would say if it's if we're if this is going to pull from the equity that I've built up, I would say don't watch it. You don't watch it, but I enjoyed it. So if you have enjoyed past recommendations from me, I would say that this. See, that's good friendship right show. there. You'd be like, yeah. if we're sitting down, let's watch something. You're like, Wednesday's not going to be something I'm going to show Doug. You know, I wouldn't put Wednesday on. I I would put yeah. I would put. I, there's a bunch of other stuff I'd recommend first. Yeah, for of you. course. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's cool. What do you um, I'd recommend Andrew Santino's uh, most recent uh, Netflix special called Cheeseburger. Okay. Um, it just came out in January a couple weeks ago, and I watched it. And I gotta, be, I gotta say, it's 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 fun. It's it's I enjoy Andrew Santino. I think he's a very fun comic. He's uh, he's 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 on he has uh, on the Bad Friends podcast. He's also on Whiskey Ginger, and he's just a delight. Fun. He's got a lot of improv in his in what he does, and he's just a silly guy. And I really enjoyed the comedy special. And it's weird for me right now with comedy because I find myself enjoying comedians on podcasts more than I enjoy their specials. Really? And I'm actually not motivated to watch people's specials because I found that when I watch their specials, I'm actually disappointed. Interesting. Like I like Sam Morell a lot. I think he's yes. great. I've watched some of his stand up like specials. I'm not, it doesn't do a lot for me. 
Yeah. I do enjoy watching him interact with the audience. Like I've seen some reels and some TikToks where he's just like doing crowd work and stuff. He's amazing. He's yes. awesome on podcasts. I think I watched his most recent special and I was just kind of like, eh. yeah, I like, I, I don't mean, know. It's actually, it's a long special though, too. I, actually, not- his, his was like only like 40 minutes. Like it wasn't really that long. There's one that I was just watching that was like an hour and a half. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is a long fucking yeah. Oh my God. I think I made it. I made it about halfway through. I'm a big Sam Rail fan as well, but yeah. I made it about halfway through on that. Same though. I like, I really enjoy when he's on, when he's doing interviews or he's just talking off the cup. The reels that he does where he interacts with the audience are fucking amazing. Great. But I, I totally understand what you're saying with that. I feel like I've just gotten to enjoy the banter that these guys have with each yeah. other. And it is amazing. And I feel it's weird. It feels like I'm stepping into like a formal setting with them. With their stand-up, and I'm like, I like it more casual, right? You know. Now, again, this is not to take away from that's their art that they work hard on, and yeah, they're, no. they're like Sam Morell stand-up is great. Anderson, yeah. like all these guys, pot uh, and girls uh, stand-up is phenomenal. Yes. But it is just it's interesting how we've kind of been conditioned to uh, f- vibe with them on a more intimate level. Yes, the parasocial yeah. relationships that exist now. Because yeah. of it. And again, I still go back to it like Andrew Santino special. I very much enjoyed it. I thought he was really fun, very funny. And um, I think it's just weird for me now because I spend more time listening to these guys on podcasts. Sure. So I feel like I know them from that perspective and what they do yeah. there. And so I kind of expect that in the special, and that's not what it is. So that's on me. Sure. Um, but like I said, not to take away from it, it's good stuff. Definitely check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Is it on Netflix? It's, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So, which is, which is really, really cool. So nice. go check that out. And, uh, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Are you going to be subscriber 311? I hope so. I hope it's you. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, again, thanks to everyone who's helped us get to over 300 to this point. You're amazing and we love you and we appreciate you. And, don't forget to check out all of our stuff at youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. All of our full episodes are there. Our live streams are there. We live stream the podcast Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Central. I host a video game stream Fridays, 8 p.m. Central. So come hang out for those shenanigans. Always a good time, and we appreciate your support. Check the description down below. We've got a link to our Discord. Join the community. Get to know all the MindGap people that are there. <laughs> Goblin plays it. Okay, I will check that out. Goblin, one of the great people. Who stops by from time to time. We love Goblin. You can be like Goblin. You can be cool like them. Um, join the Discord. You can find out when we're having our game nights, uh, when we just shoot the shit, share memes, have a good time. It's always it's always a blast. Uh, if you want to check out our merch, Redbubble link is there. You can also uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast if you'd like to contribute anything towards whatever. It's all good. We appreciate you. And also be sure to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on all the platforms where you can find and consume quality podcasts. Share, rate, review, subscribe, all the things we ask you to do all the time. They mean a lot and they go a long way. Also, 2EastEighth.com and 2EastEighth on Instagram and Twitter. And then LoveAndImprovFilm.com and LoveAndImprovFilm on Instagram. Booyah. Well, gang. This has been good as always. So just remember, be cool out there. Take it easy. You know, take care of yourself. Take all the time you need. Tell your boss. Doug said it's okay. You need some time off. It's cool. It's part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. And uh, they'll understand. If you need a note, just let me know. I'll send a fax. We'll get it all straight up. Just hashtag Practical Doug and 
He'll get yeah. it right to you. Have him reach me at ask, hashtag AskPracticalDoug. What platform? Doesn't matter. They all Doesn't go matter. to me. They all go to my inbox. So Just type in a Word document. Doug will get it. I'll get it. I'll find it. And with that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.